Hello everyone, I'm Brian Carrington, and you're listening to Call Talk for July 16th, 2014. And today's topic is exciting, the positive coach approach. Now, if you're listening live, I'd like to invite you to be a part of the show and ask questions. And here's how you can do it. It's really easy. Number one, you can email me at brian at benchmarkportal.com, which is usually the most frequent way to do it. That's B-R-I-A-N at benchmarkportal.com. Or if you're listening on the phone or close to one and actually want to ask a question on the line, you could do so by calling it at 1-347-856-3117. Again, the number is... Three four seven eight five seven three one one seven. A lot of sevens in there. But make sure you press the one on your phone to let me know you have a question, and I'll get you right in. I do want to remind you, though, that all of our shows are archived and available to listen to at any time that's convenient for you at our website, benchmarkportal.com. Just track down Call Talk and go to the archive page, and away you go. So at this point, I'd like to introduce Mr. Bruce Belfiore. Thank you very much, Brian, and welcome back to Call Talk, everyone. And I'm happy to be here today with my colleague, Amy Novak, who's going to be uh, joining the conversation. Amy, how are you doing today? Great, Bruce. Thanks for asking. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm really excited about today's show. Uh, The topic is a positive coach approach, as uh, Brian mentioned, and we brought an expert on the topic for all of our listeners, Ms. Judy McKee. Judy, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great, and thank you so much for inviting me today. Well, we're very happy to have you. Uh, Judy, I just uh, finished reading your book, The Positive Coach Approach, which was, uh, it's great. I recommend it to everyone, and uh, we're just excited to have you on the show today. So uh, Judy is a nationally known motivational speaker, seminar leader, and sales trainer and author. Uh, She's well-known in the contact center industry. And her latest book, The Positive Coach Approach, which I just mentioned, is being adapted into practice with hundreds of people and now certified as positive coaching people. Uh, She's also the author of some other books, including The Sales Survival Guide, uh, Script Writing for Effective Telemarketing, Maximizing Customer Contact, How to Turn Customer Service Representatives into Sales Achievers. So, uh, And she wrote, by the way, the most recent book, The Positive Coach Approach, with her daughter and business partner, Sally Cordova, who I've also met at uh, Industry Function. So it's my pleasure to welcome you, uh, Judy. And, uh, you know, with regard to this, this area, this uh, area of inquiry that we do a, quite a bit of research on, actually, uh, quality and coaching are really among the most popular topics. When we come out with some information or research on this, people are always – uh, ready to, to just devour the information and try to make themselves better. Because at the end of the day, optimizing and motivating agent performance is just so important. And I think we all, all know as managers and as human beings, when we get it wrong, it really feels terrible. Mm-hmm. And when we get it right, it feels so good. And it really is sort of the uh, proof of the pudding, if you will, of managerial skill. So this is just a very important area. And, uh, Judy, maybe you could start by telling us more about your positive coach approach method. Well, I'd be happy to. You know, we've been training, well, I've been training for about 30 years in call centers, and what we find all the time is that the agents need coaching, motivation, some support, give them the happy high sign, you know, something 
because they need that. They're handling 40, 50, 60, 70 calls a day, and it can make you feel uh, tired, uh, worn out. Uh, you don't want to handle another call sometimes. And so we tried over the years to develop a program where our supervisors, who then began to resist coaching, you know, they didn't want to go coach anybody, because mm-hmm. the feelings were getting a kind of sad or glum, as I call it. And uh, we put out a training program called the Positive Coach Approach, and they started to listen. And the agents feel better. The, everybody feels better. And it's really pretty simple. It's just find what they're doing right and acknowledge them. I'm sure you've heard of that before. In fact, um, I'm about 40 years ago now, gosh, I can't believe how long ago, but um, the one-minute manager said, catch them doing something right. And right. that's how we teach coaching. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I know that in this area there's, there's so much uh, what I call contagious emotionalism. Mm-hmm. In other words, the uh, atmosphere in a center can turn sour or can turn up depending on what uh, sometimes just a few people are doing and saying. And uh, it's uh, a lot easier for everybody to go negative instead of go positive. And our jobs as managers is really to understand what it is that is both good for the operations of our center and also good for our people and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, make, make them the best that they can be. Um, so, you know, how in your work and in, in your considerable work in this area, Judy, how, how did you put this positive thing together? Well, it happened when I, I sort of did it automatically in the early days. I was training people, and I noticed that they didn't do, or the company would say, oh, they didn't uh, do as well, Judy, as you said they were going to do. And so, and I was young, you know, and it was new in my career. And I, was, I was afraid to ask for more business, you know. I was afraid. And so finally one day I just got my guts together, and I said, well, I'll tell you what, here's the training program, one day of training, one day of coaching. And I went in and I sat down with people, and I began to see they were scared of me. And I said to this agent in the very beginning, I said, "Uh, have I done something to make you afraid of me? And she says, oh, no, it's just that every time people coach me, they just tell me what's wrong. And So why don't you just tell me what I did wrong, and I'll try to fix it. And that's when I decided they are all afraid, and the coaches are afraid. And so I started to teach people just by doing a couple of things, and I'd recommend these for all your listeners, too. I started to do a little process where I tell people exactly what I'm looking for on each call. I only pick three things because, uh, as you know, you know what this is, Bruce. They have uh, call forms, monitoring forms that are three pages long. I mean, no one can actually make it. You you know what I mean? Yeah, they can't. They can't perform that perfectly. Yeah, and, and so in many, in I many always, cases, I was just going to say, in many cases, the forms are actually negatively slanted in that you start with 100 and then you have points taken away from you for doing things wrong, right? Exactly. That's oftentimes the way it's done, which is uh, slanting it in, in just the opposite direction of what we really want to do. And that's what the positive coach is all about. It's completely the other way around. And what's interesting is we can keep working forever, I think, because there are probably 600,000 call centers, and they all want to do a good job. The supervisors want to do it 
well and so do the agents. But they think that being parental or police-like is working. It isn't working. That's why they keep calling us. It's not working. What they what we do is just pick three things, a phone call, and then we say, okay, here's what I expect. Now let's listen to the call. And we listen to it together. And the agent goes, oh, oh, wow, I, I could have done better on that. Instead of, here's what you did wrong. And we changed it. And the supervisors and coaches and managers actually want to do that. They just never had permission before. We come in and give them complete permission to be positive. Let's forget all this negative stuff. These are grown-ups. They don't require supervision. They're grown-ups. And, and so, you know, I think that is that is important because the idea in the minds of many supervisors and managers is that they are there to correct. They're that's there right. to that's right. uh, sort of keep people within bounds. Uh, they are not really on a uh, discovery mission with the agent. That's They're right. in that's a right. more directive type of relationship to uh, show the agent what they, they, they did. And one of the things you mentioned, actually, in the book uh, that you wrote with Sally is, uh, you know, never make agents feel wrong or stupid. Exactly. Uh, make them feel right and smart to work with you. And uh, But, you know, that takes a certain amount of, uh, experience and really skill to do that because yes. it's easier to uh, take the top-down approach instead of the bottoms-up uh, participative approach, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And they think they it's really not any fault of theirs. Uh, somehow, I don't know where it happened, but I think it happened about 20, 30 years ago. Uh, and it happened when we started to get into more technical and being able to listen to calls and record calls that people began to see more mistakes, and we're, we tend to see the negative first, always. I mean, you know yourself, if you walk into a call center and talk to a group of agents and you say, how was your day yesterday, the first thing they're going to tell you is the thing that was wrong. And that's just how we are by nature. And so they had maybe 40 good calls and one bad one. So what really happens is they start to think the supervisors and coaches are so happy because they start to think, you mean I could actually enjoy my coaching experience with the agent? I could actually treat the agent like a grown-up who wants to repair their own damages? And all of a sudden it changes. And I, I, I would have supervisors sit next to me in the early days and they go, how did you do that? And I say, well, I, I listen differently. I listen to the customer. If the customer sounds hesitant, then I look back at the agent and think, what did the agent say that made the customer feel hesitant? Why was the customer not certain? Hi, Judy. This is Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi. I wanted to um, interject briefly, if you don't mind. I love um, it. Understanding and, and listening to you about the, you know, how an individual acts by nature, I'm assuming based off of, you know, your positive approach, that this is something that could be used at home with friends and family. Is that correct? Oh, is, that is so right. In fact, people t we tell them that, and then they tell us, you can take this training home. Uh, we, I got a letter yesterday from uh, someone from a very big insurance company, and she said she uses it at home, she uses it when she trains her Sunday school kids, and she uses it in the call center. And that's because, really, it's communication it's making other people right. That's the bottom line of all of our training. We 
and by the way, I usually say it negatively mm-hmm. first, just like uh, Bruce just said. I say things like, never make the customer feel wrong or stupid. Always make the customer feel right and smart. Now, that seems like common sense to me. But when you listen to a call, you, you can think. hear how people do the other things. Have you, ever, have you listened to a lot of calls yourself, Amy? Yes, I have. Historically, that was part of just the job of being within the call center realm. Mm-hmm. You listen, and you listen for what's wrong, don't you? I was looking for opportunities to improve. So, yes, based off yeah. of your viewpoint and how you can spin that. To get That's the positive spin we want to put on everything, believe me, because people deserve to be happy in their jobs. I think they have a certain right to walk into work and enjoy it. And if they're exactly. given the right lessons and the right coaching in a way that really acknowledges the fact that they came to work today to do a good job. That's why they got up this morning. They got on the bus or got in their car and drove through the traffic and showed up. And they did that because they want to do a good job. And then we as coaches, all we have to do is start from that position. Of course they want to do a good job. So let's let them use the positive coach approach, which is to self-correct. Well, based off of the coaching that um you as well as your daughter Sally Sally excuse mm-hmm. me because you guys partner with this right the feedback that you may have received or what you have heard as a result of performing this coaching is there an item or items that may come to the top as the most popular that individuals may be taking away from your training well i think that what we hear the most is that coaches Notice about themselves that they are being parental. For instance, they might be saying something like, well, back in the day, here's how we did it, so here's what I recommend, you do this. Or um, I think if you only did it this way instead of that way, uh, you will produce better results. Now, even if they're right, the agent gets a feeling of they're wrong. And so what happens is the coaches come around after they take our course and they go, I can't believe it. This person is finally improving. And all I did was leave it up to them to do the improvement. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that uh, this sort of uh, on a managerial level reminds me of a situation that I uh, heard about with one of my colleagues who was the head of one of 28 call centers in there in that company, and uh, which all she did was to let people know in her call center that they were at the bottom of the heap in terms of their performance. Nobody had ever told them that before, and once they knew that, then they came up with the ways to get better. And she said, I really wasn't so brilliant. I didn't do much. But in a yeah. year's time, yeah. they were third from the top. <laughs> so, so, you know, I think at, at a, both a macro and a, uh, an individual level, one-on-one, letting people know the right way, which is, of course, a big part of your message, Judy, letting yeah. them know the right way that there's an opportunity and, and basically uh, – making them part of that discovery so that they do the discovery themselves and they actually, uh, you know, pull it out of themselves is very important. And and here, you know, your course mentions and your, your book mentions a llama technique. Oh, uh, yeah. Tell us more about that because I think that fits in beautifully with what we're talking about right now. Well, thank you for saying that, but. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I just felt uh, many years ago sort of blessed by this idea that came to me uh, because I was being taught by a lot of trainers uh, that came out of the 50s, you know, hard sell, uh, use assumptive closes, uh, you know, never take no for an answer, always ask questions people can only say yes to. That's where it all began. And uh, I was trying to be a good real estate agent in those days. I was trying to do a good job. I wanted to be good at what I did. And I was a hard worker, but I wasn't getting appointments with these techniques. And so I decided then, and even it comes back to me even now, but then I decided I'm going to be positive with these people that I call. And I'm going to make those people feel glad they talked to me. I'm not going to point out their errors. I am going to, in fact, ask them questions that engage them in a conversation, and I'm going to do it by acknowledging whatever they say to me. I don't care what they say, because they'll say, I hate all those real estate agents. Wow. And then instead of doing what I was taught to do, which is to say, well, sir, we're really hard workers and we have experience and, you know, we know what we're doing. Basically, you don't. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so instead, I turned it around and I'd say something like, uh, you know, that's right. I, I'm sure people like you are getting a lot of phone calls out of the Sunday paper and it's probably pretty much of a nuisance. Well, when are you planning to move? That's where it began. <laughs> And they would say, well, we're moving to Ohio where it's safer and people don't shoot you on the freeway. And then I, I would say, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I know that's been happening on the Los Angeles freeways lately, and probably Ohio is safer. So you're probably making a very good move. Well, when do you need to be there? Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. And so instead of defending my position as a real estate agent and making them wrong, I made them right. And before long, they were begging me to come and come to their house. And, of course, they would set it up by saying, I'm not going to list it, I'm not going to list it, but you can come over and take a look. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and when I started training it to other real estate agents, I I would go live on the phones, make a phone call, and then somebody would say, well, you could come by today. And I would say, gee, I'm so sorry. I couldn't possibly make it today. I'm really busy. But I, thanks again, and I'll give you a call tomorrow. And I'd hang up, and the students would go, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, I can get an appointment in five more minutes. And you know why? Because I make people happy they're talking to me. I make them right. I yeah. never make them wrong. I make them right. And that's okay, what so, we want the agents to do when we're coaching them. That's what we want salespeople to do. Yeah, let, let's let's take that then right down to the level of uh, the call center agent. And let's try to speak directly to our audience here who are call center managers and supervisors. Okay. Great. And there's going to be some on the, fall, on the phone or on the, uh, on the show right now who are saying, you know, this isn't going to work for me for some uh-huh. reason. Or the people in my – uh, center or just beyond this. It's gotten too far. The morale is too low. But I think that the idea that you have is that that's not the case, that if you take that attitude, it's going to defeat things before you even try. And so uh, one of the things that we as managers need to do, whether our centers are in bad shape or reasonably good shape but could get better uh, or need to maintain uh, you know, a very high level, is to uh, always be experimenting with new techniques and new ways 
of, of trying to uh, get better performance and more happiness, really, in your center. That's because, right. Because, uh, you know, the, the people, we see many, many centers. We uh, benchmark thousands, as you know. And yes. uh, when managers are serious managers and really love what they do, they are trying to move the metrics, but they will recognize that moving the metrics is often totally tied to motivating people. Yep. And so if you can get that extra level of performance from your people by being uh, really, you know, a good manager, then that's great. And what good management means is what we oftentimes talk about on these shows. And, and I think, you know, what you're saying is the positive approach, but having that positive approach be part of a methodology and not simply saying every time you talk to somebody, be upbeat. No, that's not what you're saying. You're saying you have a methodology of, uh, of the llama approach, for instance, and you might go through the, the pieces of that, uh, okay. you know, that will, will actually, um, you know, uh, help people to get better and, 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 uh, and earn, get us to that objective that we have as managers. Well, let me tell you something. That is, a, that is what you just said, the truth. You know, even though a training program can be based on intention and building relationships, often uh, the training program will tell the agent, you know, be nice, delight the customer. See, I always stop right there and I say, wait a minute. Go ahead now. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to do something for me that you've been taught and you know how to do. So show me. Delight me. Delight me. And they'll look at me with these eyes, you know, and I'll say, that's why you don't know how to delight. That's why you can't delight someone. Delighting someone is strange. What you have to do is make me right. Now, if you can make me right, I'll be delighted. So here's what I want you to do. First, acknowledge. So you have to hear what the customer says. This is how the llama works. And this works in all of life, which is what we love. People come and tell us, my girlfriend and I got back together after we did the llama. (laughs) And it's all because (laughs) it's based on if you have a sweetheart, don't make them wrong. And of course, I'll tell you, Lalam, in one second, but you said something earlier, and I want to make sure that we make a point of this, that the managers do want to do a great job. They know they need to motivate the people that are there. But if they believe that they are too far gone or it won't work in their call center, that belief makes them right. And my biggest thing that I open my training with every time is... If you want to think outside of the box, but what's inside the box makes you right, you will never get out. Now, I want to make a really strong point about that, because even though you want to motivate people, if you actually believe they can't be motivated, you are self-defeating. No matter what you do, it's going to look phony. But Mm -hmm. if you believe that all those people want to go to work and do a good job, they want to be happy at their job, then you can listen to what they say to you. There's the L in the llama. Acknowledge what they say. Now, I didn't say agree with it, Bruce. I said acknowledge it, meaning Mm -hmm. I got what you said. Then comment about it and make sure that's as positive as you know how to make. And then ask the next question. We have call centers who have Llama Mondays. 
one of our biggest clients has Llama Mondays. And what that means is all day long, everybody, agents, managers, supervisors, presidents, and executives all have to speak to each other in Llama. And it's so much fun. They have such a good time because they are <laughs> modeling the behavior that they want and the behavior, even though it's a methodology and a, it's a technique, it still has to be based on making the other person feel smart and right. And if you do that, you will have a happy life, I'm telling you. What do you Great. think? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. No, I, I think I think there's a lot of a lot of wisdom there, and uh, there has to be, I think, a certain dedication to trying it. Uh, yeah. Maybe not to having it work the first time every time, uh, but uh, to understanding that if it's if you do master the the technique, it is going to really have a lot of good. Uh, impact for you over the over the long haul, and even in the immediate haul, you just have to have enough uh, humility and patience to to learn the technique. Well, what's interesting is is that people have been looking for answers, and I always say, don't look for answers. Look for good questions in life. Look for the questions. If you find an answer, you're back in the box. If you are open to questions you can think of bigger things. So if the agent, the way that I look at it and the way we train the coaches is, just tell your agent, when you sit down to use the positive coach approach, just say to them, you know what, I'm new to this too. I've never been like this before, and I want to do it the way that it's going to work best for you. And so I might make mistakes, but I'm going to do my best to be completely positive. And that way, they can acknowledge themselves for working hard and end with a question and say, will that be okay with you? Whatever your name is, Bruce. See what I mean? Yep. They yep. start to get the feeling that they're trying. This is new ground. Believe me, there's a lot of solid ground for making people wrong and stupid, especially when the people are wrong and stupid. But there's not too much solid ground. Uh, I mean, people don't walk on the solid ground of, I take the position that the customer really isn't wrong. Now, you know the old saying, the customer is always right. And I always say, well, you know what? If I'm the coach, then my agent is my customer. If I'm on the phone, if I'm an agent, then my customer is my customer. If I'm an outsource agency and I want to get a new client, the client services person who sells the services has a client, and that client cannot be wrong. Now, what I say, and I, I know this is true, and I'm, I know you will agree, that sometimes the client and the customer and the agent, sometimes they are wrong. Now, here's the difference between the old saying, the customer is always right, and what we teach. We teach that we just don't get the judgment call. Even if they're wrong, we just don't get to judge the wrongness of them. Instead, we get to open the door using our llama technique to taking the conversation to a place that they will enjoy, that they will self-correct, that they will do a better job, all based on that we know they're smart enough to figure it out. And they'll always say to me, Judy, just tell me what I ought to do, what I ought to do. And I'll say, you know what, I already know what I think you ought to do. But here's a better thing. Why don't you... Think about what could you do. It might be better than what I have to say. Why not, right, what could you right. do? 
Yeah. And no, then that's, they that's own strange. it, Bruce. Then they it's, own it. Yes. No, and that's important. That ownership is important. Well, we're getting toward the end of the hour. I'd like to be able to get in at least one question. So, oh, okay. Uh, let's let's uh, move things over to Brian here. I think he has a question from a listener. And uh, so over to you, Brian. All right. Thanks, Bruce. And uh, after hearing the conversation, I can't wait to hear how Judy responds to this because I'm sure she's got a good okay. answer. All it's right. a good one. Okay. Yeah, Jack uh, wrote in and said, how do you keep positive when agents do the same things over and over and over again? Ah, well, I'm glad Jack wrote that question in because that happens in the call centers constantly. And then we come along and do a coaching session and the manager says, well, how come he changed it after you did it when I've been telling him that for a long time? So why do they do the same mistake over and over again? Now, I am pretty convinced, Jack, that the reason that they do it over and over again is because we didn't allow them to fix it in the first place. We told them what to do. Instead of acting like we have confidence in you to figure out what to do and just stopping, we stop the correction with that person. Jack, trust me on this one. You stop correcting that other person. Refuse to help them. Say, I'm not going to give you any answers. You saw the problem on the call. What can you do to fix it? And then if they say, well, I could have done this, then, Jack, what you say to them back is, good, see, I knew you could do it. And then you ask them, this is the hard part, Jack, then you ask them, well, good, how are you going to remember to do that? And they will give you some kind of explanation. And you will say, perfect. Now, since we've talked about this before, and it has not been fixed yet, how are you going to make sure that you remember to do it? What kind of a memory trick are you going to use to fix this? And then they'll say something else, and then the last thing you say, and Jack, let me tell you, this is the hardest question, and a lot of people don't want to do it, but I'm telling you it really works. Then I say to that person that I'm coaching, good, when will this be done? When will it be finished? When will I be able to listen to a call and it's never uh, wrong again? When will that happen? And this agent will tell you something anywhere from 30 days to 5 minutes. And what you want to do is remember that just because everybody in the world says it takes 30 days to change a habit, they don't know about call center agents who are handling 40, 50, 60 calls a day. They can change it in one day out of 40 Mm -hmm. calls, practice it 40 times. So they can fix it in two or three days. And what I usually say to them is, would you do me a favor? Would you ask your manager to listen in to some calls from you on Friday just to see if that's all fixed? In fact, I know it will be fixed, so you'll probably get some kind of reward or award or something. And that's Mm -hmm. how I do it, Jack. Uh, You know, I think that's great because, you know, here you're making them right, but you're also making them accountable. Exactly. Make them both. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. See, the coaches are afraid to say, when will you have this done? So that person who keeps coming back with the same problem, you see, he never made that agreement of when he would fix it. He had no agreement. Yep. Yep. No, that's great. That's great. Well, we've come to the end of our uh, half hour here. It's been a great uh, program, really. A lot of juicy information. Thank you very, very much, Judy, uh, for being you. on Thank with you. us. And uh, Amy, you know, thanks. And uh, Brian, I think we'll we'll hand it over to you now for uh, for that. Judy, is there any final thing that you'd like to say before we do that? 
Well, I just would like to say that I know it's difficult to go all positive because it seems so Pollyanna-ish, but I will tell you the negative isn't working and has never worked. So why not give it a shot? Be positive today. There you go. Okay. Let's, uh, let's just call that Pollyanna that works, right? Yeah, Pollyanna that works. <laughs> <laughs> They've called me that for years, and then they take my training and do it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Okay, well, thank you very much. And, uh, Brian, I think we'll, we'll bring things over to you for uh, wrapping things up. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Amy and uh, Judy as well for being our uh, our guest today. And uh, what a real positive show that this has been. So uh, thanks for listening in and I'll remind you that you can always uh, check out other shows we have in our archive page. So uh, our next call talk is coming up in August, be on August 13th, where we're going to talk about employee recognition. So I also want to remind you to sign up uh, or you or your center for one of our free reality check benchmark reports and see how your contact center compares to others in the industry. So with that being said, from all of us here at Benchmark Portal, keep those headsets steady and your fingers ready. This is Brian Carrington signing out. Have a great day. Take care.